The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get him. <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave smells like nougat. Now, here's your host. Ralph Malbro. Man, we really need a new, uh, we really need a new open. But, <laughs> we uh, need, we it, do. It, it we, still made we, me laugh. We do need a new open, and, and now that I believe in my heart that I have the audio all straightened out after the clusterfuck that it's been for about five weeks, I can get on that. Uh, all we need is for me to listen to a couple of podcasts and pick out a funny soundbite from you, and then I can put it together. Uh, thanks for joining us at Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Uh, hopefully the audio will be better tonight. Listen, uh, become a patron. It's a dollar. You get you pay a, you you donate a dollar for a month. You can and you get access to all the patron podcasts. We're forty dollars away from me and Andrew doing an extra podcast during the week. You can donate at different levels, but if you donate a dollar, you get everything. So you get access to all of it. So go there, look at it. Thanks everybody for donating. Um, it's been a blast. Uh, Andrew, uh, it's difficult, you know, we have to talk about, I think we need to start the show and talk about Cam Jordan and Trump, even though we don't want to, uh, I think, I think we need to, right? No, absolutely not. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. All right, I think that was a good chat, we covered it. Uh, so we'll get on, we'll get on to the actual game. So Dave, we did a quick mini podcast but we didn't get your thoughts. What were your thoughts on the Jacksonville game? Did you did you have anything that jumped out, or is it so long ago you don't even remember it? Cool. Dave, are you there? Oh, sorry, I was Dave? on mute. No, no, no. Classic. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. What, what, what Dave was saying was that uh, he was so impressed that uh, it was – they call themselves Saxonville, and yet it was the Saints sacking the ever-loving shit out of them. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I thought it was good. It was nice to see them, uh, you know, come from behind and, and get the win, even though it's totally meaningless. Um, you know, you guys were you guys were hard on Taysom Hill. I I thought, I mean, Wait, you actually listen to that podcast. No, but when we were watching the game at that during the game, you guys were you know oh, Ralph oh, had, you know yeah, Ralph I was, kind of I was in and out of love with Taysom Hill like for about like about <laughs> six different times. I won't lie. Um, and I don't. I thought he played a very good game. I don't really know what 
what else you would have expected from him. I, you know, and I was listening to the radio guys like Eric Ritchie uh, on uh, twelve eighty a.m. or whatever. Uh, you know, he was he was like, oh, Taysom Hills, he still needs a lot of work. Blah blah blah. Uh, I, I mean, he went eight for nine, so he missed one pass. You know, the only gripe I think you could make is that he probably he likes to t- tuck and run and bail out earlier than he probably should. But I think we all knew that that's the kind of player he was. Um, I, I like the way he throws. Uh, he made some very good throws. Obviously, I like the way he runs. He led the team down the field for a touchdown. I, I thought for I thought that was a pretty good showing. And I think that any and, and think you know anybody who says otherwise is is. Uh, um, I hear you, Dave. There. I hear you. I think the main thing for me is when I watch him play. Um, I mean, the first thing that jumps out at me is that he makes his first read, and if it's not there, he's bailing. You sure. know, and so and so, That's you know, good. normally from a pro, a developed pro quarterback, that first read is in there, and he progresses. You know, and you saw Savage do that, and so, you know, I mean, and you look at the way Hill played and the hits that he took, and how many times he got out of the pocket, and. I just watch a guy do that, and I'm thinking to myself, like, but he's so much fun. He's he's a he's a it's he's, fun, but it's he, like he could be a catastrophe like you, or, you or seventy yard like touchdown run. He, wouldn't, he wouldn't last two weeks. He would not last two weeks in the NFL playing like that, I and mean, he would get injured, you know. And it's just it's fun and it's exciting, but it's just it's also like I, I watch that and I'm like, this can't be our backup quarterback because the way he plays is totally unsustainable. Here's the thing, Andrew, like caring about backup quarterback is like somebody asking me, like, you know, Ralph, if a meteor hits your wife, do you have a plan to water her plants in her exotic garden? I mean, does it even matter? I mean, her plants are fucking doomed. If this, if if Drew Brees isn't playing, I want I want Taysom Hill because the Saints ain't winning and Tom Savage is boring as fuck. At least Taysom Hill will be interesting on Sunday. Well, I think Saints fans have had this obsession that we're going to draft Drew's heir. And, you know, whether it's, you know, the Saints fans want the Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre or the Andrew Luck to Peyton Manning, you know, they... Or the Montana to Young. Yeah, yeah. well, Young to Montana, yeah. But, like, I don't think Young was drafted, actually. But anyway, um, it's one of those things where, you know, I think Saints fans are just obsessed with, like, some some heir being groomed under Breeze and being the heir parent. And so we've been hungry for that. But I think it's important to remember that the Saints, not granted, Breeze is the greatest free agent signing of all time. But the Saints landed Breeze in free agency. And so it's not inconceivable that they end up deciding, you know what, we don't like some of these guys we've drafted. We don't like some of the guys we've groomed behind Breeze. And when it's time for Breeze to go, they may just say, you know what, we're going to get our quarterback in free agency like the Vikings did this year when they got Kirk Cousins or like the Redskins did when they traded for Alex Smith. Like there are avenues to get an established starting quarterback if you don't like your youth and your your talent pool. So that may end up being especially the route if the Saints go. Especially if you feel like your roster's loaded. And, like, say the Saints would win the Super Bowl this year and Drew Brees would be like, I'm L-weighing it and I'm riding off in the sunset. I could see the Saints totally – 
being like, we're going to sign Teddy Bridgewater, and he's not going to be Breeze, but our roster's loaded, and we'll be okay. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, to get back to Dave's point, like, the the sacks that he took at the end of the first half, you know, to me, that was really bad, because in a two-minute offense, you got got to get rid of the ball, and most of the time that Taysom Hill was playing, they were kind of running two-minute two offense. And I think that's why he looked good, because that's, you know, that, that lends to his skill set, and he's able to get out of the pocket, and he's able to kind of play backyard football a little bit. But, you know... Court- there are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. There's one through three when you're not running that style of all. I feel like Dave is the last one on the Taysom Hill hype train. Often saying capable. My only point with Taysom Hill is right now, what I saw, like I'm not seeing that translate to a starting quarterback that wins games and, and, and stays healthy. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play more and hoping that he can show that he can go through progressions and stay in the pocket a little bit. So, Dave, I'm going to play the sound again because I like it so much. Who's left? Is there anybody that's still driving the, the hype train for you at full speed? <laughs> By the way, we, we, we were very close to getting the Taysom Hill to Traquan Smith touchdown. Oh, so close. <laughs> so close. That should be mentioned. That, should be that mentioned. catch, too. I mean, that was, not a good, that was not a good ball by Taysom Hill. Right. That was an insane catch by Traquan. Oh, and by the way, Tom Savage nearly killed Kumara. He did. (laughs) Um, I I would say right now that I, you know, Traquan Smith is probably the big. I mean, everybody seems to, you know, everybody's like, "Yep, that's it. Lock him on. He's on the roster," Um, which is great. But I mean, feels justified, right? uh, For the most part, yeah, I would say. And, I mean, you know, he's got history on his side. I mean, Sean Payton has continuously over the last 11, 12 years shown uh, that he will regularly find, the, you know, diamonds in the rough as far as wide receivers are concerned. Um, so, you know, and obviously the Boston Scott, you know, 
people are still hyped about him. Oh, I'm, Scott, I'm, he looked he looked okay. I, I I don't necessarily think though. Like no, the the running back situation. Like I don't feel like it's any different than before the game started. I didn't feel like. I looked at any other running backs. It was like, wow, he's going to get carries. Like they, they wasted too much time handing the ball off to Ingram and Kamara. Like they, they Kamara got had 10, four 10 touches carries. too many. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they see what happened to Geis and what happened to Saquon Barkley in practice today? Kamara needs to be on the sideline, eating airheads, looking cool. Sipping an orange Julius. Exactly. Like, Did he tear his ACL? Who? Barkley? No, he, he just, just had got a tweak hurt today. Practice, like a tweak oh. his hammy or something. I mean, that's a little bit. Thing hey, here's a, here's a question for you guys. It, are, are I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Is it J Ron or J J Run? Jaron Elliott. I'm gonna say it's Jaron. Jaron Elliott and Devaro Lawrence both had five tackles. Elliott had two and a half sacks. Lawrence had two sacks. Are they the Al-Qadine Muhammad's of this year that tear up preseason, make the team, and then do nothing all season long? <laughs> I would say I would say Elliot maybe, but the thing is with Muhammad was Muhammad at least was like a draft pick, so the Saints had a reason to like keep him and nurture him. I don't know. Like the Saints, this roster, they're gonna they're gonna cut and they've they cut NFL quality dudes. Like we make fun of Devontae Harris for being terrible and he got burned again. He he was in mid season form costing the Saints in late in the game. But, dude, Tampa claimed him. And the thing was, three other teams claimed him too. Like, four teams were like, Devontae Harris, you're good enough. We want to, we want to take a look at you. Now, granted, he we may or you. may not make the roster for Tampa. But the thing is, like, God, this I roster, day, play them week, it, The Saints deep. play them week one. I hope Devontae Harris makes a team. <laughs> Me, can you imagine what Drew Brees must be thinking right now? Like, oh, 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 oh Devontae Harris, one. please, please let me throw to him. Like, I don't care what Sean Payton throws. Whoever's guarding, whoever's Harris guarding, you get the ball. Although Devontae Harris seems to always do awesome against Drew Brees in practice. So maybe that's like yeah. the one quarterback. It's like Drew Brees' kryptonite is Devontae hmm. Harris. That's why he keeps making the team. It's the only quarterback he plays well against. So... um Besides Traquan Smith and other things of the game, the thing that Dave that and me and Andrew were talking about this today and, and texting back and forth, but it's getting concerning. Like it's getting to the point now with Marcus Davenport. Like if he don't play, if he doesn't, he don't, I don't know if have to play in the game, but if he doesn't start practicing by the end of this week, like not a game, a practice, a practice. Just if he doesn't practice, Dave, though, I get worried about him because he's like he's not Lattimore. Ramchek, where he played at a big time program for four years, like that dude needs practice reps. And if he doesn't practice this week, like then he's then it's like you only get two weeks of practice. Like I start to worry if they're going to get anything out of him until like Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about it last week. I think we said that if he's not back by like the third preseason game, then you know he's missed a significant amount of time, and you might want to consider redshirting him. Okay. For the year, I mean, I mean, again, this is not a guy. What soundbite was that? That was for Office Space. <laughs> was that was that a uh, um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. I mean, I mean, Davenport isn't a guy like Lattimore, uh, who, who, 
he's a first round pick, but I mean, he's not a guy who was who everybody said, yeah, he's going to come in and he's going to be able to start for you right away and pick it up really quickly. I mean, this was a guy who was already uh, uh, needed some you know, some more work and needed some molding. So he's not having the opportunity to do that. This is the time right now uh, where a lot of that is supposed to be happening and it's not happening. So uh, yeah, valid concern. Andrew, I have a friend in Vegas. Should I tell him to put $200 on Marcus Davenport making a secret visit to Philadelphia to see the world renowned (laughs) groin slash core injury the hernia surgery yes um i have uh i've been told by someone that reports on the saints yeah that uh that uh it's not they don't think it's a big deal they don't they don't think it's something serious so take that for what it's worth but i don't know we'll see you know to me the thing with davenport is if you believe I, i think you know we are conditioned at this point to believe that every rookie every first round pick is going to be like Kamara and and Lattimore and it's just it's not realistic it's just not I mean you look at Vic Beasley for the Falcons and he had four sacks his rookie year and 15 and a half his second year you look at Cam Jordan he had one sack his first year yeah, a lot of these pass rushers. Four sacks right now. I would sign that paper tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's entirely possible that he misses, you know, most of the preseason because guys get hurt, and you know, I I I do think this is why you don't trade up in the first round and give up two first round picks for a guy because then the microscope it's exacerbated. It's even more significant that we're scrutinizing this guy as opposed to allowing him to grow at his own pace and guys get injured like that happens it's part of football but like it's it's totally possible that he's going to be inactive for the first four weeks of the season and maybe he plays in his first game in week five or six and that you know by the end of the year he's played 11 games and has three sacks like that that's a likely scenario that that's how the season's going to play out for him and if that's how it goes down like we shouldn't be pissed and calling him a bust because he's a rookie. Again, Cam Jordan had one sack his rookie year. Like we, these guys can't all make the Pro Bowl. You know, the Saints can't hit Yahtzee with every single first round pick they, Andrew, they draft. I don't like that negativity. I'm just saying, like I, I think <laughs> his whole can't thing all be diamonds, out, baby. Yeah, his whole thing coming out was that he was raw and it was going to take time. So yes, under in a perfect world, he would have been at every practice and he would have been in training camp because he needs the reps sorely and because his learning curve is maybe a little bit bigger than your average first round pick um, not being in training camp really hurts him and so maybe he won't fully get it until year two or year three and you know he's going to be a sub pass rusher that you this year that doesn't play a bunch and you know like that's that's I, I I just want to be realistic, and I think as Saints fans, like we all need Dave. to come to grips with this. I, I just I think he's not going to be a huge contributor this year. Dave, when will you start to panic and be like this about Marcus Davenport? When's the panic going to set in for you? What was that bit? Who was that? That, that was a little that girl. Was from old Will Ferrell, Funny or Die, the little the little girl. I want to get my drink on. Um, wait, so what was, what was the question? The question, when are you going to panic about Marcus Davenport? Uh, 
I'm not panic. I'm not gonna when panic. When are you gonna until, grab your sippy cup of bourbon? Yeah, I'm not gonna panic until like next <laughs> year. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm be, drinking I, right I'm, now. I'm so worried about this audio. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably start to be. I'll probably start to be disappointed. Uh, you know. After the preseason, if he hasn't practiced, but panicking, I'm not going to do that till 2019. So, I, I mean, well, I mean, realistically, Dave, like, what do you expect out of Davenport this year? Um, you mean like stats? I don't know. Three sacks. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know. Um, healthy, you know, playing more games than he misses, you know, that's one. But uh, I'm not expecting huge things, no, but... Yeah, see, like, there was some guy on Twitter today, I'm not going to call him out, I'm not going to say his name, but, like, he was like, you know, he needs to get back back to practice quickly if he's going to, like, maybe stumble into eight sacks this year, and I'm thinking, like, that. see, that's that's the problem. That's the problem. Like, we're putting too much expectation on this rookie, He's not going to stumble to eight sacks. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and I, I just think the Saints, they moved up to get him, and he's really raw. And the thing was, I mean, they overpaid to get from where they were to 14, and we can argue it backwards and forwards. But, I mean, I just think he's a project, dude. But but the thing is, like, if he, if he, can, if he can be a rotation-contributing guy – by December, I'll take it. We'll all feel great. Yeah. You know? And and then, and then, you know, if the Saints are in the playoffs, then maybe, you know, he's kind of turning it on and and finding his stride in the big games and he gets a huge forced fumble in a playoff game or something. And then, and then we're feeling great going into 2019. The only thing I I told you, and you, you, you jumped on me, you said you, I was comparing him to Stanley Jean Baptiste, but not really. (laughs) But my point was if the Saints, Andrew have like, massive problems or injuries at defensive end where like Okafor he's always hurt so he gets hurt Hendrickson is nicked up again um George Johnson isn't a unicorn again you know and they and they have all these injury issues and they're desperate to play a dude opposite Cam Jordan and they're still not playing uh Marcus Davenport that would be a concern for me but if he plays 35% of the plays like like Okafor's first year I mean uh, Onyemata Onyemata yeah. played, like, what, 35% of the plays in, in 20, uh, 2016? And he was raw yeah. as fuck, and he was up and down, not really great. But as long as Marcus Davenport is playing and in the rotation, raw. it's fine. Yeah, and Akeem Hicks was his rookie year. But, you know, similarly, the Saints played him a lot because they were like, this guy is so athletic, we need him on the field. We need him to learn on the job. So, Dave, the Saints play Arizona. Will you be in the game, or have you given away your tickets because preseason is for losers? Is that is that your attitude? What's your attitude? You going to the game or not? I am not. You're not. You're not. So you, nope. do you like wait and go to not go to the preseason, then go to the regular season games? How does that work for you? I do now. I, you know, up up until last year, I used to go to every single game, including all the preseason games. But uh, you know, just so that it doesn't take up. All of my free time on yeah, the weekends. That commute for matter is torture. No, know. it's not the it's not the commute. It's you know it's like an entire day. You know, it's like <laughs> on a day that I'm off of work, and you know it's an entire day that I can't help out with the kids. And 
you know, all that. So, uh, so up, up until you, recently. You mean it's entire day that, that you're safe and having a break from the kids? Well, I don't have to deal with them as much as my wife does. My uh, wife. <laughs> but uh, my so I have actually, I actually sold my tickets to the last preseason game, the week four game. And I guess I'm going to have to. You give them away or so you sell them? I'll give, I'll, I'm going to have to give away this week since nobody's bought them. But mm. my, my mom gives them away. The Marlboro family tickets. She doesn't, she's like the preseason games are at night, whatever. She usually, she'll give them to like uh, people that she rents her, uh, the bottom of her house out to, or she'll give them to my sister and they'll take the kids and it's a preseason game. So you feel like you can leave at halftime or whenever right. when the kids get rowdy and bored. Right. So, uh, before we get to Twitter questions, if we end up with any, uh, Andrew, we just got one, (laughs) Andrew, do you have, uh, Juju's judgments tonight for us? I do. Yeah. Where's the music, Ralph? Uh, here we go. There it is. It's there. Right. It's lo- I, right. I try to play it low, you know, so it doesn't overwhelm us. Yeah, you're scared. You're scared uh, of, of how it's going to treat the audio. Yeah, I am. I am. So it's really All low. right. All right. Take number All one. All rise. Court is now in session. Take number one. Uh, the audio for tonight's show is going to be flawless. <laughs> Don't say that, man. We got like 10 minutes left. You put a lot of pressure on us. You just fucking jinxed it, man. <laughs> Uh, all right. Take number two. The Saints are going to keep three quarterbacks. They Tom Savage will be the backup, and Taysom Hill will be the third string. However, they will keep all three active on game day because they'll need Taysom Hill to be the holder and cover on kickoffs. Interesting. I think I saw Taysom Hill's the backup guy. He's the backup holder. I, I think Taysom Hill. Can they practice squad him? Can they? Could they still practice squad him? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to practice squad him, and they're going to like. Taysom Hill's going to be practice squad. But I think Taysom Hill's going to be on special teams. He, he's going to be. Well, he's going to be guy? practice squad, and he's going to be special teams as needed. You know, like some weeks they feel like they need better special teams or whatever. I don't know. I think his roster spot's tenuous. Cause I don't, I, I don't know. Dave, you don't. I I think it's ten, I I don't know. I, I I need to see more, and I'm all about the Taysom Hill hype train. Believe me, Dave. What do you say about Taysom Hill? You think he's on the roster as of now? Dave, did you mute yourself? are going to keep three quarterbacks or two. Oh, uh, yeah, they're going to keep three. So you agree with me? Yep. <laughs> All right. Next. Uh, next. Um, let's see here. I should have come prepared with this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was the one you were telling me earlier today? Uh... People that cook, people that eat well-done steaks are trash human beings. 
<laughs> I'll go with that one. My wife just gave me Therefore, the evil my eye. Wife. <laughs> she eats her meat. She eats her meat like a leather shoe. That is uh, that's disturbing. That's unacceptable. I yeah. mean, it's one thing it's if you go to that. like a re- like a like a like a like a chain restaurant that's kind of mediocre or whatever, and you want to get like medium. All right, but if you're going to like a nice steakhouse and you're getting well done, like why don't you just set your fucking money on fire? Uh, you know what's funny is so I lived in France for a while and they are notorious in Paris for undercooking their meats and so they like moves <laughs> on the plate, man. A lot of and they put a lot of, egg, and they put a fried egg and a pizza. French people are fucking weird. That's why they, they uh, wars. If if you ask for a steak well done in France, you get like medium rare at best. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so my dad used to go to to dinner with this guy, and he would always order. He he liked his steak well done, <laughs> and so he would order a steak carbonized. <laughs> basically, like he would order it black. Hell? He would order it black to basically <laughs> emphasize to, to the to the waiter that he wanted it, you know, American well done. That was done. I'm on American. Well done. I want it. I want He's, it burned to. He 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 said carbonized. He would yeah. say that. Yeah. Carbonized? What is he fucking? He wants it hot. He wants it Han Soloed. Uh, I like don't know, man. Bob, the French, like the French are weird. Like they're they're very. They have a very like sarcastic sense of humor. So it's like you're being a dick, but like the waiter, you know, they take it and they're like, okay, I get your point. Like you want it well done. You want it actually well done, not French well done. Hmm. All right, let's get to some Twitter questions. Um, this is from Mike. By the way, Mike, thanks a bunch for helping me with the audio. He also runs B- Banana Meter for his wrestling podcast, Booking the Territory. He helped me out a ton as we went back and forth. He even got in a Skype call, and we were sharing screens back and forth. Mike, I love you, baby. Uh, do we really need to see Kamara take another preseason snap? I vote no, as in hell no. Uh, the answer is no. Does anyone disagree? Absolutely not. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is I a don't good question, Dave. You, me, one of you, I think it was you, Ralph, one of the two of you said earlier, like, we, we don't want a Geist, another Geist situation. Right. No, and here's the, here's the all, thing. Like, Bill Barnwell wrote a column today about NFL players likely to regress. Kamara was, Kamara was number one because right, I like, have there's been no that. back in NFL history to average six yards to carry on 100 touches and 10 yards of reception on 80 catches. So like but him, du- him, him not duplicating his stats, that that doesn't mean he's regressing. That's like that's like saying a hitter that was MVP and had like a, a three fifty seven batting average, and then he has three seventeen the next year, and they're like, oh, he's regressed. His his batting average is forty points lower. No, three seventeen is still a ridiculous all star batting average it's, it, and that's all within the variables of a all-star performance you know and so if if Kamara averages 4.9 yards per carry this year he didn't freaking regress it's all within the acceptable range of what a superstar player does he's gonna ah. be fine he's gonna be fine if he's not hurt that's the dumbest he- thing like you don't look at his stats and say oh he, his average yards per carry is 5.4 this year it was 6.1 last year He's regressed. Sorry, no. Yeah, no, he'll be fine if he's not hurt. This is a great question from Alfredo, Dave. Yahoo Sports declared the Minnesota Vikings and Atlanta Falcons the most tortured fan bases in the NFL. Do you think that's correct? 
The Vikings and the Falcons? Yeah. In all of sports? No, in the NFL. Oh. Um, you, think yeah, it's, it's... you think it's worse to be the Browns or the Vikings? Oh, yeah, that's right, the Browns. Would you rather have, would you rather have like, just a trunk of playoff pain, like Minnesota, right. four Super Bowl right. losses, a ton of, they have more, I mean, they I have mean, more the Bills, NFC title losses be, than any team, right? Be, the Bills have to be more like the Vikings than the Falcons. Well, yeah, but the, but the Vikings, the, the Bills haven't been relevant since their four Super Bowls. I mean, the Vikings, since they went to four Super Bowls in the 70s, I want to say they've been to one, two, three, four, five, like six NFC championships and not even gotten to the Super Bowl. So is it is it worse to be tor- uh, have a trunk full of torture, horrible playoff losses, Dave? Or is it worse to be the Browns and just never be relevant and just be a laughing stock like what's what's worse i i think i think it's worse to never you know better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all right yeah i mean yeah, because i, I mean the a, seasons like the fan, season I, I know, at least minnesota last year they can say hey we went 13 and 3 we had that play that we won't talk about against the saints um so i mean at least the season was fun you know, and it's not like they lost a close game to the Eagles. The Eagles curb stomped them. Um, I mean, Ralph, and- as, as lifelong Saints fans, we know what it's like to to be where the Browns are now. And, I mean, there's, I don't nothing, know, man. The there's Saints, nothing worse the, than that. I don't know, man. The Saints, the 70s are a long – like, the Saints haven't been a laughing stock since, like, the early 80s. I mean, that's 35-plus years ago. I don't know that – People under the age of thirty, they talk. They might talk about it, but they didn't experience. Like, there's no Saints fan under the age of thirty-five that's been through a really horrible patch of losses. I mean, maybe. Yeah, like- but so well for me. First of all, I, I've suffered through Dicka, and that was horrible. But but it, I, I think it's less that I was alive in the sixties and seventies, and it's more that like. My whole family was my, you know, my uncles, my dad, yeah. my, you know, my, my immediate family. And they beat into my head as a kid constantly as I was excited about Saints games and hoping for wins and wanting them to win in the playoffs and break that seal of winning their first playoff game and having my whole family constantly tell me that they're never going to do it. They're a bunch of losers. Like it can't happen because they suck. And like this whole negativity that permeated the culture. And so, like, I would argue that while I wasn't alive in the 60s and 70s, I didn't experience the losses, the mentality and the negativity was very much a part of my Saints fanhood at an early age. And I know you experienced that. Hello. (laughs) I don't know. He either muted himself or he's gone. Well, I guess I doomed this. I mean, we were like pretty much almost done. God damn it. Ralph, it... <laughs> unmute yourself. I muted I myself. It... <laughs> no, but. You muted but... yourself? I did. I muted myself. Um, oh my yeah. What so, took you so no, long? I mean, to I don't have I don't have that much experience with the Saints with the paper bags. I mean, most of my Saints experience is Mora, which did you hear? Even Mora, except for the rock bottom, was 
three, was seven and nine at the worst. Ditka was six and ten, six and ten, three and thirteen. The Katrina year, you can kind of pretend it didn't happen. So basically, for the last twenty years, the Saints have one really, really awful year. The rest is just at its worst is mediocre. You know, seven and Cleveland you, you Cleveland hear what fans I said, could do seven and nine standing on their head. It's almost like he can't hear you, Andrew. I know. Did you <laughs> did you mute me, Ralph? No. Okay. Did You're you there. hear what I said? I didn't. I I did hear. I did hear what you said. Every word. Like about and the I, negativity and all that stuff. Yes. And how that was handed down. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I mean, I think I think to a certain extent, but I think what it is, Andrew, is Saints fans. We wanna we wanna say we we suffer. Like there's a fan, there's a portion of event we want to say we suffer when to say, eh, the Saints have been kind of mediocre at times and and awesome at other times, and and it's not really that bad of suffering. Like we want to say we suffer because sports fan, if you're not like a champion all the time, you want to say we suffer, we earned it, you know. Um, where the Saints, not really, they've been kind of like lower middle class most of the last thirty five plus years as far yeah. as like a sports. Franchise. Man, I, I really doomed us with that uh, first judgment. <laughs> you did. No, the audio. The, the audio. It's not the. It's not the audio that's been bad. It's just the. Uh, it's just the muting. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, I guess. The, you know. Is there. Is there. Um. Is there anything. Uh. Final question. Cam. Oh, this is a good question. Cam Meredith. Worried? Not worried. Dave. Worried about what? His injuries, I guess. Because he's he's I mean, on and out of he's misses he misses a lot of practice, then practices, then doesn't. Worried, not worried. Uh, well, I mean, I, I I'm assuming that 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 that's part of uh, a program to bring him back slowly, is it not? I mean, I I, I was under the impression that he was still kind of, you know, still not a hundred percent, but definitely further along than than where we expected him to be. Uh, I'm not I'm not worried about him. Andrew, you worried? Not no worried. No. Do you think he'll do you think he'll contribute early? Uh no. I, I think early he'll have a Brandon Coleman type contribution to the passing game. In other words, two catches for seventeen yards kind of games. Who's this is an interesting question from Joe Valente. Is Breeze more likely to retire if the Saints win the Super Bowl or if they have a losing season? I don't think Breeze would retire if they have a losing season, unless he got hurt or something weird. Um, but would he? Re- this is a good question, D- Dave. You can. I want both of you to answer. But Dave, you can start. Do you think he would? If if the Saints win the Super Bowl, do you think Breeze would retire? Mm, no, I, I think he's gonna. I think he's going to play until his body won't let him, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I'm serious. It's hard to pass on $25 million. I, 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 Is it really about money at, at this point in his career? I mean, I mean, he's, he's got to be fine. He's got to keep funding those terrible investments. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, do you think he would retire? I'm not saying he would, but man, you got to at least consider it. I mean, you know, how many guys get that opportunity to 
and ended on top. And um, I, I think he thinks about it long and hard. If, if he wins the Super Bowl this season, there's a non-zero chance he retires. I would say it's more likely than not he would. And I, I believe that Breeze is very much a stats guy. He's very much a legacy guy. So, like, he cares about his numbers. He pays attention to it. Uh, not, not so much. Like, I mean, he, obviously, he cares more about team success. And I don't think he cares so much about it in the moment. But when he reflects at the end of the, the year and he's like, man, I'm this close to Brett Favre and I'm this close to Peyton Manning, uh, I, I think he wants to be able to have – I think there's something in his mind that he wants to be able – and I think part of it's being a shorter guy and he's probably got a chip on his shoulder from so many people telling him he'd never be good enough or never tall enough, whatever. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of breeze that wants to end his career with some passing record that says that it at least puts him in the discussion for this guy was the greatest ever, you know? And so I think the only thing that would halt him from that goal is finishing on top. I, the interesting thing is if if they would win and he would own the passing record, uh, the yards record, man, to say I broke year, the right? yards record and I hosted the Lombardi Trophy and then I retired, like I don't think you could end any better than that. Well, he's going to break the record this year, right? He's going to break it. I mean, ESPN gambled that he's going to break it against the Redskins I mean, because they put it on Monday night. I mean, that's their gamble, right? Right, right. right. Um, so that pretty much wraps it up for today. He's got to watch for Brady though, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, he may, that's a good point. He may want to, he might want to play some more years to pad that sucker, you know? Um, so, um, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, I just want to remind people, look, donate a dollar. You get all the patron podcasts. Me and Andrew are going to do a preview for Friday. We're going to do a post-game show of like 10 minutes. You get all that. Uh, plus, you have other f- cool stuff if you donate uh, that you can become eligible for. So do that. It's awesome. We're $40 away. Andrew, we're actually, we're $36.50 away from having another full podcast during the week. So it's exciting. So do it. Uh I pray to the Lord Jesus, the audio demons, that this show is good. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, so that's the music uh, for Dave, uh, for Andrew. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed.